Today in Science from Wired. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. The physics of Wiley e. Coyote's 10 billion volt electromagnet. The famous cartoon schemer has an ingenious plan to lure Bugs Bunny out of his hole, and it involves a giant magnet and an iron carrot. By Rhett Elaine. I like to analyze the physics of science fiction, and so I'm going to argue that the Merry Melodies cartoon Compressed Hair takes place in the far future when animals rule the world. I mean, Bugs Bunny and Wile E. Coyote walk on two legs, talk, and build stuff. How would that not be science fiction? Let me set the scene, and I don't think we have to worry about spoiler alerts since this episode is 60 years old. The basic idea is, of course, that while E. Coyote has decided he should eat the rabbit, after a couple of failed attempts to capture Bugs, he comes up with a new plan. First, he's going to drop a carrot-shaped piece of iron into Bugs' rabbit hole. After the carrot is consumed, and I have no idea how that would happen, while E. Coyote will turn on a giant electromagnet and pull the rabbit right to him. It's such a simple and awesome plan, it just has to work, right? But wait... Here's the part that I really like. While Wile E. Coyote is assembling his contraption, we see that it comes in a huge crate, labeled one 10 billion volt electromagnet do-it-yourself kit. In the end, you can probably guess what happens. Bugs doesn't actually eat the iron carrot. So once the coyote turns on the magnet, it just goes zooming toward him and into his cave. And of course, a bunch of other stuff gets attracted to it too, including a lamppost, a bulldozer, a giant cruise ship, and a rocket. Okay, let's break down the physics of this massive electromagnet and see if this would have worked if Bugs had fallen for it. What is an electromagnet? There are essentially two ways to make a constant magnetic field. The first is with a permanent magnet, like those things that stick to your refrigerator door. These are made of some type of ferromagnetic material like iron, nickel, alnico, or neodymium. A ferromagnetic material basically contains regions that act like individual magnets, each with a north and south pole. If all these magnetic domains are aligned, the material will act like a magnet. There's some very complicated stuff going on at the atomic level, but let's not worry about that right now. 
However, in this case, Wiley Coyote has an electromagnet, which creates a magnetic field with an electric current. Note, we measure electric current in amps, which is not to be confused with voltage, which is measured in volts. All electric currents produce magnetic fields. Normally, to make an electromagnet, you would take some wire and wrap it around a ferromagnetic material like iron and turn on the current. The strength of its magnetic field depends on the electric current and the number of loops the wire makes around the core. It's possible to make an electromagnet without the iron core, but it won't be as strong. When the electric current makes a magnetic field, this field then reacts with the magnetic domains in the piece of iron. Now the iron also acts like a magnet. The result is the electromagnet and the induced magnet attract each other. What about 10 billion volts? I don't know how the script for this episode came about, but in my mind, they had a group of writers working together. Perhaps someone came up with the idea of an electromagnet and an iron carrot, and everyone agreed to put that in there. Surely someone raised their hand and said, you know, we can't just do an electromagnet. It has to be over the top big. Another writer must have replied, let's put a number there. What about 1 million volts? Someone else interjected, sure, 1 million volts is cool, but what about 10 billion volts? What does 10 billion volts even mean for an electromagnet? Remember, the most important thing about an electromagnet is the electric current in amps, not voltage in volts. To make a connection between voltage and current, we need to know the resistance. Resistance is a property that tells you how difficult it is to move electric current through a wire, and it's measured in ohms. If we know the resistance of the electromagnet wire, then we can use Ohm's law to find the current. As an equation, it looks like this. V equals I times R. R is the resistance of the wire, and I is the current in the wire. I just need to estimate the resistance. Looking at the video of the cartoon, I'm going to guess that the electromagnet wire is the diameter of one centimeter and is wrapped into a solenoid with a diameter of one meter. A solenoid is the name for a coil of wire wrapped around a cylinder. Let's say that the solenoid has a total of 500 loops to make the magnet. Using the circumference of a circle multiplied by the number of loops, that means that the total length of the wire would be 393 meters. I can find the total resistance of the wire with the following equation. R equals rho L over A. In this equation, rho is the resistivity of the metal. For copper, 8,8. This would be 1.68 times 10 to the minus 8 ohm meters. And A is the cross-sectional area of the wire using the diameter. Using these values, the total resistance of the wire would be 0.08 ohms. That gives an electric current of 1.2 times 10 to the 11th amps. Okay, let's be realistic. A current that high would melt the wire, or at the very least make it super hot. Just to give you a comparison, when you run your vacuum cleaner, it can draw 5 to 10 amps. If you feel the power cord after you vacuumed for some time, you can tell that it's getting warm. When copper gets hot, it has an increase in its resistivity, which would reduce the current. So in the cartoon, the wire in Wiley Coyote's electromagnet has 10 billion times the current that runs your vacuum cleaner. Let's just modify this value and say that the electric current is 1 billion amps, which is still stupid large. That means that the electromagnet would require a 10 billion watt power source, power equals I times V. For comparison, the largest power plant on Earth is the Three Gorges Dam in China. It produces 22 billion watts. If Wild E. Coyote has a power supply that large, I don't think he needs to worry about one silly rabbit. Could this electromagnet really grab an iron carrot? 
I'll be honest, calculating how much a magnet can pick up is never very simple. But if you have ever played with two magnets, then you should know that the attractive force is very weak when you are holding them far apart. However, when the magnets get close, the force increases quite a bit. To make this cartoon situation even more complicated, we don't have two magnets. Instead, we have an electromagnet and an iron carrot. The best way to describe both an electromagnet and a piece of iron is with a magnetic dipole moment. We use the symbol mu for this. The dipole moment basically is a way to describe the strength of a magnet, just like electric charge describes the strength of an electric interaction. For the electromagnet, the dipole moment depends on the number of loops of wire around the core, the circular cross-sectional area of the coil, and the electric current in amps running through the wires. Fortunately, I already have values for all of those quantities. The magnetic moment for the carrot is a bit more difficult. In normal situations, it could have a zero magnetic moment if its magnetic domains aren't lined up. But let's just assume under the presence of the magnetic field from the electromagnet, all of its domains are aligned. In that case, I can use the magnetic dipole moment for a single iron atom and multiply it by the number of atoms in that carrot based on the molar mass of iron and Avogadro's number. Now I can use the following equation to calculate the approximate force between two magnetic dipoles. Force equals mu zero over four pi times six mu e mu c over r to the fourth. Here, the mu zero over four pi is just the magnetic constant, while mu e is the moment for the electromagnet and mu c is the moment for the iron carrot. I still need the distance between the electromagnet and the carrot. This is r in the equation. They don't show the exact distance between Wild E's cave and Bugs Bunny's hole, so I'm just going to approximate this as 500 meters. With that, I get an attractive force of 4.05 times 10 to the minus fourth newtons. That's like the gravitational weight of something with a mass of 0.004 grams, like a single human hair. That is quite a tiny force to move a heavy iron carrot. I don't think this method would actually capture Bugs Bunny. The main problem is the 1 over r to the 4th term in the force calculation. This means that if you double the distance between the two objects, the force will decrease by a factor of 16, which is 2 to the 4th power. Distance makes a huge difference. Actually, it's even worse. I assumed the carrot was a magnet. However, the magnetic moment of an actual piece of iron would depend on the strength of the magnetic field that induces it. This would make the force between the two objects even smaller as distance increases, and that makes it even less likely that this trick is going to work to get bugs out of his hole. As you can see, the magnetic force between two objects can be quite complicated to calculate. I guess that's why it takes a genius like Wiley e. Coyote to even attempt to pull it off. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.